I now know one thing for sure. Groundhog does not taste like chicken. No doubt. Oh, wait a minute. We're rolling. Oh, all right. Well, let's roll. Well, I'm Rich. And I'm Mark. And we are Two, two guys, guys on Block, Block Island. All right, so uh, welcome to season two. Welcome back. Feels good to be back in the saddle again. It it does, right? Yeah. Ooh, man. Let me. I'd like to start by saying thank you for bearing with us, uh, you listeners. Yes. To our little break, you know, we we had to fly by the seat of our pants that first year. We had no idea we were doing. No idea. And uh, we can't guarantee you we know what yeah. we're doing now either, even after a little break. But uh, kind of know a little more now. A little bit more. A little bit. But it was a nice break, I have to say. It was a good break. We needed it to get our shit together, basically. <laughs> Literally get um, our shit together. And so uh, here we are. And yeah. And we're hoping that, you know, you're back with us. So obviously, if you're hearing this, you are. And we're glad you are. Yeah. And yeah. thanks for, uh, you know, staying in touch via social media. We we tried our best to, to respond to your emails and your your comments. And um, But look, let's... Rich and I are old men, and uh, <laughs> the internet is still a vast and scary place to us. So uh, we, we did a, we did appreciate you guys talking to us all winter, and, and we love chatting with you guys. But we'll try and get better with that as well, won't we, Rich? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think uh, I think later in this, so we're basically it's just me and Mark here for this episode, and yeah. we're going to talk a little bit about what's gone by and what's to come yeah what's what's in store for season two season season two two of two guys on block island the most popular podcast about block island in the history of podcasts i would say that's right yeah it's the only one i know of called two guys on block island see that's the nice thing about doing a podcast about a very obscure tiny subject that is that the the world at large doesn't you know you can be the best at that very easily which we uh, are yeah 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 it's kind of you can superlatives pick your superlative i've been so impressed with how many listeners i really am i mean i'm i shouldn't say impressed i'm shocked like i it just so many great people i get a lot of great great compliments yeah and it's i think it's just like such a testament to how much people love block island right i definitely think uh they do i mean for a place that seemed so undiscovered for so long to all of a sudden have people from uh, what kind germany egypt egypt um italy spain there's listeners all around the world i've been to black island yeah Que did, bella. did you say Andiamo? Andiamo, oh, yes. Andiamo. We eat at, uh, Aldo's. Aldo's. Oh, chicken parmesan. <laughs> so, uh, Rich, what did you do all winter on our break? What did, what did you do with yourself? Well, uh, you know, I got to be honest with the C word still kind of in yep. place. It was when we were ending, it was resurging. So uh, still laid pretty low. Um, I mean, on a personal note, I have uh, engaged in um, dieting. Yeah. Losing some weight. I took off some pounds. Yeah, you did. You're looking svelte. Well, not yet, but I'm you're looking svelter. Svel. I got svel- the SV you're part. Svel. Yeah, I'm you're svel. svelter than you were. I'm svelter than I no, was. No, you look yeah. good, man. It's a very um, new diet. You may not have heard of it. It's um, it's called eating less. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's amazing it's how that's new- pretty much, yeah. you know, what it comes down to. <laughs> but it's, come on, it's not just no, eating less. No, you're it, doing it, a lot it, of work, man. Eating better better foods yeah. and less of them. How do you feel? I feel really great. Yeah? Yeah, I do. You notice a difference in I'm starting to feel as good as I look. You well, you know, that's, that's you that know. would that would be a crime if you anyone were to feel as good as you look, Rich. Clothes are looser. Yeah. I only take up one seat on an airline. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Gonna keep going. I dropped yeah. I dropped about drive, 30 pounds. You drive so. by the big and tall store and you're like, not today. Yeah. Not today. When you walk in there and they go, Why are you here? Yeah. That's when you know you've you're got like, it. You know, I'm, I don't know if we're the shop for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great. You know? <laughs> Forever 21 is right Last next time door. I heard that, I was in a woman's shoe store. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, well, I was wondering where you got those Louboutins. Yeah, I was gonna those are nice. I bought a nice set of so pumps. what else? Did you do any, like, uh, work on the house or anything? Any, well, any yeah, projects? We, we did a little bit of work on the house, but nothing, nothing, nothing major. really yes. big or major. Yeah. Um, you know, 
did a little bit of a film project, uh, worked on a small film called Respite Road. Um, What'd you do in that? I played a dad of a family who shows up and finds people in a, uh, in my cabin. I died. I died again. I've died a lot in films. I think I've died like 14 times. Did you do some method acting research with your family on Block Island when you were like, you'd come down in the morning and be like, what are you people doing in my house? (laughs) No, I had to be very shocked. They're very intimidating people. And, uh, you know, it's funny. The actress I was working with, they introduced us. We met the day we're shooting. She's my wife. And she just very didn't even really talk to me or anything. Yeah. I was like, huh, this is going to be interesting. And then, like, they were like, okay, we're getting ready for your scene. And she came right over, put her arm around me, said, how are you, honey? I love you. And it was, like, so funny how she jumped right into it. Right care. into it. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't done any acting on that level. And uh, it's always amazed me to hear the stories of how actors – interact or don't interact with each other when they're working. And it's like, everyone has their own reasons for, you know, again, some people are method actors and it's like, they're just in it and like, you know, Daniel day Lewis style. And then, you know, other people are like sipping tea, reading comic books, you know, joking about the news and then they act. Yeah. I, I tend to be the guy they, they say, I learned my lines the first take. (laughs) Like I'm, I, I try to be prepared, but I'm terrible. But, we run through a scene once and then the second time I got it. Yeah. So that's me and I'm cool. just not that great at sitting around studying my lines and stuff. Yeah. But it's fun. Sweet. What about you? What did I do all winter? Uh clean the house a lot. Bought a, <laughs> bought a lot of crap on eBay, bought a lot of jams on eBay. Like jams, like the shorts. Oh, gotcha. You know, from not the like 80s. strawberry. No, no. Like do you remember jams? The shorts? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I uh last at the beginning of last season actually. I was, you know, because again, you were the wearing pandemic, them while we were recording. Too. I was. Yeah. That's right. It started. My obsession was rekindled again. That last a year ago, um, again because pandemic going down, couldn't really go shopping, and I'm like, I need new shorts to go out to the island this summer, and I'm like, but what am I going to do? I'm not going to order a pair of shorts online that I haven't tried on because I don't know how they're going to fit, and that might suck. So I'm like, God, I'm like, why? Why can't they just make shorts like jams like back in the day? Remember those things? They were just like great you know so i'm like well wait a minute ebay so i get on ebay and i just i'm like oh my god there's jams on ebay and some of them aren't like they're like 20 25 bucks 20 bucks so i'm like i'd pay you know 25 30 bucks for a pair of shorts anyway so basically i spent the winter hoarding jams off of ebay so now i've driven single-handedly driven this the secondhand market price up on a pair of jams about 50 percent wow single-handedly I, this is, people are going to hate you for that. I know. <laughs> old I don't jeans. Know you know, I, I've never done it, but I hear old jeans yeah. as a huge business. Levi's, denim. Yeah. Like know. if they're the original, you yeah. know, old school jeans, they, yep. they go for big bucks. Big hundreds time. of dollars. Hundreds of dollars. Huh. So the other thing I did this winter was um, kind of, uh, I was Martha Stewart here at the house. I was like yeah. cooking and cleaning because my wife, Katie, opened a vintage boutique called Fun and Funky Vintage in the uh, Velvet Mill in the Stonington Borough. It's a great little shop, and she does a lot of online auctions, but she's got this, specializing in mostly like 60s, 70s home decor and furniture. And uh, um, so like she's in the market and she sees all this vintage stuff and knows how much it costs and what it can sell for and all that. But it's crazy. Oh, yeah. The stuff, Uh, you know. That people throw away. Oh, yeah. And- you know, if even if we knew, like, my my mom, God rest her soul, um, she she knew, you know, and I was like, Mom, it's just throw that original Millennium Falcon away. Oh, I'm never gonna oh, use it. No. Again. I'm never gonna play with that oh, again. Oh no, the Jawa with the vinyl yeah. cape. You know, and at age 40, I sat up in bed and went, what have I done? What did I do? Why? Dude, I remember blowing those things up with firecrackers. Yeah. In the backyard, remember? Yeah. (laughs) Like Luke Skywalker, he's a little dirty, lost a lightsaber. <laughs> See ya. So anyway, that's all I did all winter. Well, why don't we, uh, What? What? let's recap a little of what's happened on Block Island. Over the winter. Uh, yeah, during our absence. I have some, no, you were there. You some, tell me what some, the hell went some down. Some shit's man. gone down. Some shit has. Ah, good stuff, crazy stuff. It's been kind of weird. Um, I mean, l- last year at this time, I'm going to say this much, we just went, you know, through the the early spring and i was just thinking what a different you know march it was yeah you know compared to the a march ago and it feels like yesterday but a march ago was 
you know, block the ferries. Don't let anybody out here. If they've got New York plates, tell yeah. them to go home. And yeah. people were, we talked once, I think people were coming off the boat, going to our little BIG, loading up on all kinds of stuff and getting back on the boat and leaving because they, yeah. you know, they, they saw us as a camp and there was so much nervousness. So just, it was nice. Yeah, didn't one woman come out and buy up all the yeah. toilet paper and yeah. then leave? Exactly. <laughs> and And everybody was like, you know, oh, why are they coming here from New Jersey? And I was like, well, they own a house and they can. And it, it, it was just so nice to go through a spring and not have everything shut down. And it just felt yeah. much more normal. I mean, the one thing I'm going to tell you is I think that um, Block Island off season has been discovered. There's people yeah. renting houses, not not to stay necessarily, but even for a week. But do you think that's just a function of the pandemic? Or I think the ones that tried the year round thing, I think we're going to see a 20% survival rate on those because, yeah. you know, that first yeah. winter, you know, can, you know, everybody, hey, you try it, doesn't mean it's for you. you right. Know, it could be, it's just like a sport, you know. But again, um, enrollment in the school did go up. Did go up, yeah. Right. But I, I think, again, you're going to see some of those people be like, well, this was great, but... It's not for me. <laughs> this was quaint. Yeah. For now. Nice. But I think the rental, I think the people who find Block Island to be a sanctuary and have discovered its beauty starting in October even. You know, yeah. like, I'd like to say October is the new July. You oh, know what I mean? And I, yeah. I hope it I hope it never grows that huge. Two months is about <laughs> you and all, me both. all we can handle of the craziness. But I think we're gonna see a lot you know, I think the sh- shoulders are getting broader of the shoulder season, oh. you know. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. In my lifetime, I watched it go from boarded up until race week in the end of June yeah. and boarded back up on Labor Day weekend. When it was literally a 10-week <clears throat> season. Yeah. And yeah. then it and then we created this shoulder season. Yeah, and the wedding industry helped with that. And I mean, you know, like I said, I know of houses rented this weekend, you know, yeah. for a family who just wants to come out the block on someplace different to go yep. uh, where they don't have to get on a plane and they don't have to, you know. Yeah. I mean, maybe it'll... I, Pendulum will always swing, but I think we're, I think Block Island has had a permanent change. Every pandemic has changed the way the planet and people function. Yeah. And that's, you know, in our little slice of heaven, I think that's going to be a change. We're yeah. going to see people renting houses come out for a weekend or a week. Yeah. You know, November, December, I think. So around this area, and again, in Mystic, yep. in Connecticut, um, and again, to Katie's shop, she has whenever she's open she said she meets at least at least two couples per day who are new to the area who have purchased homes that are expats from manhattan yeah so like you know it's happening all over the coastal new england areas i think yeah i think the i think that people who live in a city you know, I and I grew up in the city. Yeah, you know, I grew up in in Brooklyn, New the York. Dirty Jersey. Yeah, and then Dirty Jersey for a couple of years. I think it's always an underlying thought in your mind as to the dangers of being there if certain things were to happen. Hell yeah! yeah. And I think that this brought just a little bit to the surface. It was like a, was like like a swing in the donut. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of bit. So, man. you know, and I think that that's... I'm like, what's going down with Manhattan? Is it going to be like a ghost town with tumbleweeds? Like, Because everyone's working from home. Like, well, what's going to happen with all that office space? Like, are yeah. you going to be able to rent like a place in the East Village for like a thousand bucks a month again at some Oof, point? That would be... What do you think this is, the 70s? Well, yeah. I don't know. It could be. Everyone's saying, yes, I do, actually. I do. Yeah. I think it's the 70s, and I'm going to tell you why. Because everyone was comparing the year 2020 to 1968. Ah, right? Because I was born? Civil- <laughs> yes, they're like, the second, yes, there's a second Messiah. It arrives, and he's going to run a, a restaurant. And do a podcast. And do a podcast. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I everyone compared 2020 to 1968 with all the civil unrest, the riots, uh, just the general craziness. So my thinking is, well, what happened after the 60s? The 70s. Groovy, baby, right? Yeah. So I think we're heading, I think the 20s, 2020 to 2030 is the new 70s. You know, I, I hope so. There's so much anger right now out there, you know, and I know I'm getting into a bummer mode at the moment, but 
you know, there, I, I just, I hope there's a way to make this all work and people, there's so much hatred. There is a way to make it work. It's called yeah. cocaine and disco. <laughs> and again, they did in the seventies and look at how fucking happy everybody was. Everyone's like just grooving along. Let's send a letter to the president, the new president. Got a new president. <laughs> That's a nice, know? yeah, I mean, good. Thank know. fucking God. Well, you know, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. All right. yeah. <laughs> Trump fans are listeners still too. trying you know? to have you. Are they? I think so. Are they? Do they have you? But, you know, I, I just hope that things can, you know, I, I personally just some of the hatred out there. I just cannot understand. It's ridiculous. It's almost like people have to make an effort. I, I don't have the energy to waste. on. No, I may not like something or someone or something, but not based on anything. But I'm not going to go out of my way to carry a sign to the Capitol to ban something gay wedding or anything like yeah. that. You know, I think everybody should just be happy. Yeah. As long as they're not, bo- you know, and I don't mean bother you like, hey, as long as they stay away from me. I mean, literally, as long as they're not harming anyone else with yeah. their lifestyle choices, I'm all for it. Like, so, everyone like, should have the right to be happy, whatever it is that makes them happy. Yeah, make you happy, man. The yeah. pursuit of happiness. Exactly. I think it's in, like, some document a bunch of old guys wrote yeah. a long time ago. And who wants to, who wants to say- Old well, politicians. Hey, what do you want to do this weekend? Oh, let's take a drive to the Capitol and tell those people how much we hate them. Well, someone just did that yesterday. I think they drove through the Capitol yeah. and tried to Ugh, again yesterday. Fucking weirdos. Anyway, speaking of politics, um, we also, one of the things that happened over the winter was that we had a changing of the guard in town hall. Yes. And one of our uh, guests from last season, Andre Boudreau, who was uh, running for first warden at the time we interviewed him on the podcast, he won that seat. Uh, our previous first warden, Ken Lacoste, uh, moved on. Andre Boudreau is now the first warden. Um, Counselor uh, Mark Emanuel yep. and Keith Stover are the two quote unquote new additions. Yep. And Martha Ball and Sven Rism are both remaining as counselors as well. That's right. So that's the state of the town council at the moment. Um, I how are how are things going in your estimation? Um. You know, it's quite an eclectic mix of uh, well, it always characters. Is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on, it always is. I mean, I got to be honest. I, <laughs> I I've hated the um, yeah, all I talk about not hating stuff, <laughs> and you're just like I've, you're like. Let me tell you what I, I just hate. want people to get Hold along. On. Let me go These out. fucking dumb Let me go out to my sucks. car and get my sign. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I won't drive to the Capitol, but I will drive to yeah, Martha Ball's to, house yeah. and hide in her bushes mm-hmm. protesting. Yeah. Uh, you know. Our electoral system or our voting, how we vote our leaders in is I I personally don't like it because, you know, I think Andre and Ken were both very qualified, good people to be in those positions. But because of the system, so on Block Island, you can either run for council at large or you can run for second warden or you can run for first warden. So quite often our four you know, qual- we have four great qualified candidates running for two for the first warden and two for the right. second warden. And you immediately lose two great candidates who would be great on the council. Because if you don't win your bid you're for out. first or second warden, you're out. You're out. Right. So I wish they would come up with something. I mean, why to, Why can't know, it just be like the, the high, if you top want. Top vote getter. Top vote getter. And then. I, um, mean, I guess I've been told that the, you know, just because you want to be on the council doesn't mean you want to chair the meetings. So you might get the top votes. Couldn't couldn't it just be left to the council then it could. to elect it could. The, that's one what the, of them? I believe that's warden? how the school committee operates. So they they elect just and then that? they hold a meeting to decide who's the chair. So let's just do that. I don't know. But that's, you know. Because <laughs> that would mean changing things. Yeah, and I don't think uh, the second warden position, I believe, was unopposed. So I don't right, think there was, was anybody right. lost there. Yep. Um, we did. Chris Willie was on and he's out now. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, I think it's going OK. There's always an adjustment and people have different priorities. Everyone has uh, an agenda. Yep. Even if it's in the greatest of interest as far as their opinion goes. Certainly. You know, but that's if you didn't have a politician with an agenda, you'd never get anything done. Yeah. You just got to hope that it's your agenda. Right. You know. Yeah. Or uh, drives with yours in some way, hopefully. Yeah. Well, the, um, I mean, let's, should we just, let's dispense with the eight billion pound elephant in the room. Okay. Because uh, this dovetails into the new town council and our new first warden, Andre Boudreau. 
Um, oh, the other changing of the guard. The other, there was another changing of the guard. Yep. And that was our police chief and also a guest yep. uh, in season one, Vin Carlone. Uh, Vin had uh, retired from the force. He's moved on and yep. he's been replaced with uh, an interim chief state trooper. Captain Matthew Moynihan as the yes. chief. Yes, and he's covering, I think, you know, it's required to have a chief of police or or probably a good idea. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, you know. So I think, uh, you know, you know, and I know we're recording this a few days prior to dropping it, but the idea is to have um, Captain Moynihan cover the position while they do the search for the new permanent chief of police. Yeah. And I, you know, think it's a tricky... That's a position that's tricky to fill because, sure. you know, you're dealing with, um, you know, you're dealing with the job, but as with any job like that, you're dealing with a demograph of a place to live. Right. So you, you've got to find someone who's not only qualified for the job and wants to do the job, you have to find someone who's in the 20% success survival rate of living on Block Island. Yeah. Before yeah. you even get to the job, like, right. can you hack living year round on Block Island? Right. right. You know, and you're basically for for half the year, you're dealing with the crazy mayhem of summer. And yep. then the other half of the year, you're dealing with problems that arise among the fish you swim with. You know? Yeah. You got to show up to a call at that house. Yeah. Meanwhile, you were just standing next to him talking about the, you know, the Red Sox ordering a sandwich at the counter. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a odd dynamic for sure. It is an odd dynamic. I met. Captain uh, Moynihan just the other day. Oh, good. Yeah, very nice fellow. Uh-huh. I did exactly what he said. I stayed in the car. Yeah. And he didn't search the whole vehicle. And uh, so it went well. It was a good meeting. <laughs> That's great. No, he actually very nice. Introduced yeah. himself. I didn't, you know, I said, oh, I, I, met, I yeah. met him. He seemed very nice. Good. Um, cool. Definitely the word state trooper definitely, I think, sends a chill to people, yeah. though. That well, here's to, what I've heard. So I've yeah. heard, and again, this is all rumors, and I'm, I'm admitting, I don't know if any of this is true, but I heard he's, you know, people are being pulled over now already and things like that. I've heard this from a few people that people are getting pulled over for things that they weren't pulled over for before. Yes. And yeah. I think that's been part of the directive of the, oh, this is this whole dovetails into all kinds of stuff, which well, we're probably yeah. going to get to in a minute. But yeah, but they, but, and the bottom line is, you know, I don't want to throw anybody on the bus. I'm one of them. Let's put it this way. A month ago, my truck my truck registration had been suspended mm-hmm. because of lack of inspection. Okay, and you know what? I jumped into gear, got it done, got it reinstated. I'm I'm good. Right, but but that was my responsibility that I let slack. That's so right. I can't blame. And that's know, not a town thing. That's no. a state law. And you have I to have your blame, car registered. Uh, you know, I can't blame a state trooper for pulling over people who are not following you know state the, laws the rule. yeah it happened every spring every year when the when the first state troopers would show up for the summer weekend they'd be like oh god they're getting people for this that i'm so i don't oh, i'm so afraid to drive when i'm like what are you afraid of i'm like well they're pulling people for stickers and registrations and for rolling through stops and i was like wearing seatbelts i'm like yeah you're supposed to be doing all that you should be looking at this like <laughs> your window that happened and you got away with it yeah. but now it's time get your get your shit together right you know, like they're but not. that's not how everybody looks at it. I know. And again, that's one of the things like, again, one of those little block island dynamics that's, you know, hey, man, I I enjoyed uh, the fruits of being a local on block island for many years in terms of having a moped license plate on the back of my moped that I don't know where I got it. Yeah. It came out of a trash can somewhere, maybe. I don't know. You know, and but yeah, these things, they go away sometimes. I call it the game. It's and the game. You play the game, but you got to realize that ultimately, as long as everybody's playing by the rules, like the cops, yeah. it's the rules, you know, and you That's should be following them. I think, so, you know, you put those two together now, and I think the town council, you know, wanted more of that. I think that uh, yeah, there was a bit of a falling out between well, you know, I don't Chief think, and... Yeah, and I know. don't think, you know, when Chief was on the podcast last season, I don't think he made any bones about that. I think he was very clear about that. So yeah. I don't think we're saying anything. No, not, I don't mind saying it. You know, yeah. and Vin was certainly the kind of guy who would say what he had to say to yeah. your face or through a text, which is maybe what happened um, over the winter as well in terms of an interaction that occurred between the chief and Andre where um, there was a photo that was sent to the media of uh, Andre. 
I'm not sure if that originated with the chief, though. I've done some homework, and I it may okay. Have originated well, let's, well, let's fill the know. listeners in on what happened. So, what yeah. happened was there was a photo of our first war, Andre Boudreau, uh, from a costume party in the '80s. I think. Yeah, he was in his early 20s, something like that. Yeah, and uh, he was dressed uh, in a costume, and it was an African American person. I don't know exactly if it was a specific character, like it was a. I forget his name from the Mod Squad. They, okay, they went as a group costume of the Mod Squad. So, so he was he so, donned the black and face. he put black he put black makeup on his face. Yeah. So mm-hmm. which nowadays, in again in this quote unquote cancel culture we're living in, um, anything that's yeah. done even in uh, the in the rearview mirror of 20 years ago from, and I'm not saying it's right. No one's saying right, anything right, was right. Exactly. And I don't think Andre would have said it was right. He did. He said it wasn't right. Right. But uh, anyways, so, so this picture gets out to the media and uh, at some point it, it comes to light that now maybe this is where I'm wrong, but it seemed like Vin Carlone was the one who sent, who obtained the photo and sent it to the media. Yeah, I don't, that one I can't confirm because okay. I know it's, I believe it came from, somebody else yeah um but, but then vin followed up and sent a text to andre the, again this is all documented this yeah, i'm not fine i'm not it's in the media know, i mean yeah. it was a newspaper article yeah so like you know then the chief sent a text to andre basically and like chief says to his point when he we had him on the show he said you know i'm i'm a i'm the kind of guy who will like if i say something i'm gonna say it to you right and that's what he did and he yeah. said he sent this to andre a text apparently as a quote unquote, I don't know, courtesy saying, Hey, just want to let you know, this is what I did. I sent this here and proceeded to kind of lay out his displeasure with Andre is, you know? Yeah. And, uh, anyway, all of this made the news. So right. it not, was a thing, not, you know, shocking, you know, breaking story or anything. Yeah, or talking out of class or anything. But anyways, what, so how did that go over on the Island? I wasn't there on the Island. Um, what was it like when that news broke? You know, I dismissed the whole thing pretty quickly. I, I, me, but I think there was a lot of people just hanging on it. Um, it may have gone very differently if we had a larger, diverse minority population on the island. We don't, you know. So right. uh, it was the first warden of Block Island, right, with a point zero five percent minority population versus you know, the city of Pawtucket, say, where there's 40% minority or something. Right. right. I think it would have been a much more difficult thing to handle if you were, no offense, Andre, but to a larger public official. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, Chief also said, you know, I'd love to crush you. Give me 10 minutes in the boxing ring. And yeah. I, everybody was like, oh, he shouldn't threaten people like that. Threat, threat, threat. I, I immediately said, I think he invited him to a sporting I think what he said, and I should we should have made, hey, maybe we should have done some research and pulled up the actual Oh, article. that would be too prepared. No, but he, what he said was basically, you know, back in my day, uh, we used to, I used to box at this gym and uh, yeah. something like that. He's oh, like, no, back right, in my even day. Now. Even we, now. We, yeah. And Current. he was like, he, oh, that's right. He's like, I, I train at this gym, and you know what we would do? is you know back in my day would it would get into the ring together and settle it yeah so and i think you and i had a conversation about this when it happened <laughs> i was and i was initially i was on that side i was like man that's messed up that the chief is like yo threatening violence what did i Andre. say and you said you said well did he threaten violence i'm like well no well he said he wants to punch him he's like no you were like no he invited him to um, an existing existing sport, sport. And I'm like, okay, which is refereed, and there are rules, and it's just, okay. Very very different than saying, you better watch over your shoulder, I'm going to get you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a threat. Yeah, watch your back, bro. Yeah. yeah. That was more of an invitation. Now, was it schoolyard? Yes. Is it, you know, was it- Was it- Petty-ish schoolyard yeah, kind little, of talk? Yeah. yeah. you know. But yeah. I think the whole thing escalated, I think, way back, I think, and I could be wrong, my opinion is that the town council can sometimes, um, you know- micromanage which is maybe it's a blessing to be able to do that on because it's such a small community you know rather than just be a policy setting board yeah and i think that when the pandemic was coming and things along those lines and any other problems people consider problems i think that they they wanted to give very specific instructions to the police force we want more tickets we want people being stopped for not wearing masks all stuff you know, and it's a hard one. It's not a law. You can't write a ticket no, the, the for chief, not wearing a mask, you know? Right. There's, just no, there's no law to quote, you right. know? 
So, you know, I think that they felt they were being shunned by what is supposed to be an employee. So the way it works, town town manager works for the town council. They're supposed to give direction. The town manager is supposed to execute these things. And then they, the heads of each department are the employee right. of the town under the town manager. She's the GM of the highways department. My friend Mike Shea, he's supposed to be given direction by the town manager. I say her because that's who it is at the moment. Yeah. Female. Uh, you know, the chief of police, all the heads of the departments have to go to through the town council and the town manager for budgetary and for execution and yeah. planning. And I just think that, you know, they, they sort of started button heads. And I think, you know, maybe the chief was looking at like, I only have limited resources. I'm not going to spend them doing, you know, I'm not going to spend, I'm not going to put an officer on Weldon's way just to pull over mopeds, making U-turns all day when I want them on water street as a presence. Right. You know? You know, I see both sides of the whole thing. Yeah. I think it got a little childish and, you know, yeah, we're all did. guilty of it. My, my, uh, my, my thing was, and here's, here was my solution to the, to the thing. I think Andre should have come back to the chief and said, I accept your challenge to a boxing match if you accept, accept my challenge to a bong hit contest. <laughs> I don't know if Andre smokes weed or not, huh. but uh, if he did, mm. I'm like, that would be cool, right? Get the cheat and then see, you know. How many rounds you're making how many in each rounds event. You can go. <laughs> <laughs> see if there's a correlation. Yeah. On the boxing <laughs> ring, or first, Andre was knocked out or in you the first have round. Them, or you have the two <laughs> events concurrently, but you start with the bong hit contest, and then you move to the, <laughs> see if you even want to have the boxing match yeah. afterwards. But how I bet you, you everything could have been solved. Maybe, maybe. Maybe, maybe you don't even get to the boxing match. Match, maybe those two guys are going out for like burgers after you know or maybe you know if you've never done a bong hit you're tko'd on third round you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're not, going you're, you're not going anywhere you don't even make it out of your that corner that would be hilarious that would be you know it's still on the table it would be good and we don't have to get deep into those you know pockets of uh you know all this craziness, but it would be good to get some of these guests back on now that they're not oh, in those uh, positions or in new positions and get a new take. Yeah, you know, for like, sure. Like, and, and just a caveat to this whole thing. I, I think after this whole thing went down, I don't, I, I think I, I did read a follow up and, you know, I don't think the chief was happy with himself about doing it. I think he no. said something like that was stupid. Maybe I shouldn't have done it, but you know, look, these things happen on block Island. Again, the point is, when you're living on a tiny, in a tiny, tiny little confined space with a bunch of other yeah. people, you're gonna have differences. Absolutely. And sometimes and they tend to be magnified. They get magnified. You know? You know. But either way, we just want to say we love you guys both. We love Andre. Yeah. We love Chief Carlon. We thank both of you for what you uh, do and have done for, for the town. And, both uh, difficult jobs. Yes. I, I wouldn't want either. I wouldn't want to be first warden and I would not want to be nope. chief of police. Not, not in no your life. And if you guys are into the bong hit contest idea, we would love to have you both here on the show to make it <laughs> happen live. Yeah, that would right. be great. And now that the chief's probably doing bong hits right now. Vince probably like, oh, he's God, probably playing so. his guitar, like writing the next uh, like Buffalo Springfield album. Yeah, uh, I'm friends with both of them. And, you know, I... I hope I just hope they're both happy. You Me know, too. Again, like I Me said too. earlier, let's be happy. And let's, let's move forward. Yeah. Speaking of moving forward, another person who moved forward was our friend Lars Trotson. Yes. He moved on from the Block Island Times where he was the editor and Lars is now at the helm of the Chamber of Commerce, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I haven't talked to him much about that. I um, haven't either. I talked to him once and I kinda sneakily said, I hope the Chamber of Commerce sort of gets on track to do what a chamber of commerce is supposed to be doing because they've really become like a tourism thing. Yeah. In I other mean, words, the, the chamber of commerce is collects its dues from the businesses of a vicinity on this case, block Island. And then they're supposed to be there in, you know, uh, for those businesses to, right. do, to, to try to speak on behalf of the businesses as, as a, a liaison, as a liaison them and, and the well, even visitors. more so like when, when a utility company uh, like the sewer company says they're going to raise the rates, you know, the Chamber of Commerce should put some effort and come forth because they're yeah. a lot of their the, the people that make up the chamber and pay their dues are rate payers. So, right. I mean, but I've, you know, you know, so I I hope they, you know, veer. It's a convenient location. So I get why you want to hand out the maps and talk to people yeah. and help tourists. And that's great. It is a visitor center. But, you know, I hope they you know, Lars gets some more on track. It'd be great to have him on again too. Yeah, and like for sure. Said, Let's see if we can check in with him. Yeah. Um, what else has been going on? I wonder before we move on, I'm wondering if anything's going to change 
with his, um, in other words, I don't care who you are. You have to be a little bit care unless you're Mark and I, you have to be a little careful about what you say regarding your employer. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. so I wonder if some of his answers will be a little different if we ask the same questions about articles and the BS. Yeah. You never know yeah. that. Would, let's find out. Let's have him back. Um, and then what's going on with the, uh, like the Wi-Fi and, and the cable to the mainland and broadband and all that. Well, the the Wi-Fi again don't hold me to everything. And in general purposes, the town voted last year to spend the money because we couldn't get a we couldn't get a company to do it just based on revenue because it can't it can't pay for itself. In other yeah. words, you can hook up high speed internet to every house on Block Island, but you're still not going to get back that $8 million. So Verizon wasn't about it. I don't think. And I think that's kind of how they went down the road. So they got a private company that's going to run the fiber optics around the Island. And then if you sign up, they'll run it, you know, on your property or whatever. Um, it all showed up a few months ago Yeah, and it's actually up near my house. Um, but then work halted. And I, the rumor I heard was that there was a mix up there and the, in most big public works projects that, the town that they're doing the work for is responsible for getting things called easements, which I'm yeah. not even hundred percent sure what that is. Like, but like the power company has an yeah. easement over certain pieces of land and property. Right. To, like to, you can lay a cable over the mouth of someone's driveway if you have to. Yeah. And stuff like that. Or, so I yeah. think there was a mix up there and the town thought the private company got the easements and the company just assumed the town was getting the easements. So I think they showed up and started. I the, thought you were getting the yeah. easement. Thought you were getting these, man. They had the, Who's per- got the, yeah, and the person came out and was like, "Hey, wait, stop! What are you doing?" Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> a funny word, uh, easement. Easement. Yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. The whole state beach was a uh, town beach. Sorry, yep. used to be state beach when I was a kid. They they were out all winter digging up to, re- I guess, something they took a shot at trying to not do in the beginning to get the cable to bury itself yeah. under the sand. So they had a lot of equipment out there. Yeah. I heard it was like a $96 million project. Wow. too. And at some point we're going to be switching back to the generators. Basically they have to unplug one cable and plug the, yeah. the new cable back in. So <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. So I think they're going to fire up the old Jenny wow. the, you know, at the power company. That'll we're be gonna, fun. hear those generators. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, burn some diesel. Burn some diesel. Speaking but, of yeah. burning gas. You know what burns gas? What has two wheels burns gas and 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 makes people angry on Block Island? I'm gonna go with mopeds. You got it. Ding 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 yeah. ding ding ding. So uh, mopeds, hot issue. Obviously, we have to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, there was, you know, last season. Um, it was a, a strain on the rescue squad. The um, the the town. Obviously, uh, everyone was was worked. Um, mopeds were were pointed at as a source of uh you know yeah. part of the trouble there was uh, a, there was one fatality there was one fatality um and uh it's sparking a renewed interest in uh either the some people would like to see mopeds go away completely um but at the at the at the least, there's talk of new ordinances and yeah. new regulations I think they passed them are there did they? Well, I guess this is this is where I'm not sure, and it gets interesting because there was a, um, I know there were meetings and and held where new ordinances were discussed and certain new um, guidelines were to be adapted. For example, I think uh, there's a, a moped training video yep. that now everyone's going to have to watch before they, you know, um, rent the moped I, you know I, I think the, i don't really know well no i think you're on the right track so currently when you rent a moped you have to complete a physical training course not physical training but like physically yes, you on have the to moped. physically be on the moped yeah. be you have able to, to demonstrate that you are you know how to start stop turn without falling over hitting into cars you know yep and you know for years weldon's way you know by aldo's the mm-hmm. little back street there has been the training road so basically everybody who trains to ride a moped is doing is instructed to do something illegal drive down the road here make a u-turn up there right across the double yellow lines and come back this way right and so you know and that dovetails in a little bit to that i think the town council yeah. wanted the police to go there and say hey anytime somebody does that u-turn give them a ticket you know right um, so I think one of the pieces in the ordinance requires that this test take place on private property. All of it. The, right. The, yeah. Yeah. So like, 
So there's a moped rental place. I, I forget whose is whose. I don't really yeah. feel strongly about any, you know, either way. Um, it's a business. business. Dan Cahill, right? Mm. It's a business. It's not going away. Right. You know? So Johnny has the the one. I think Johnny runs the one right down by the by Ballard, by Old Harbor. Johnny's got the, that the, one. Yeah, and he's got the- He's got Moped Man. Right. But down there, yeah. he's got the hay bale set up. It's on land he either leases or owns. I don't right. know which. Private property. Yeah. So- Again, you've got a pretty safe scenario, but the other guys are going to be facing a challenge if they, you know, yeah. if that's a if that's an enforceable, um, you know, legislation that that passes or did pass ordinance wise, yeah. you know, that's going to be a challenge. Where do they do that test? Because, yeah. you know, yeah. they got their plots on both sides of Weldon's Way going all the way down, but nowhere to have them do a course. Yeah, I don't know. It's I I have a hard time commenting objectively on this I'll, full disclosure because you know as we've discussed i came the the reason i came to block island was because of mopeds i got a job renting mopeds yeah so and and they were like my i think i was i was on the moped corner for four years for my first four summers and they were four of the best years of my life yeah you know so my perception of mopeds is colored by those sepia toned not sepia toned but whatever the 80s whatever kind of film you sorry in the mid 90s you used uh you know so like i can't be objective and then obviously i was in business with mike finnamore for a number of years so right and uh but my general rule of thumb is like well, well first of all what do you think i mean the town can't get rid of mopeds you it's i don't think so right legally well, you know, I think they tried once and they lost. They tried and they lost. Yeah. And then, okay, so here's another portion of the story is that they, they signed a deal with that they, the, they couldn't, the town cannot amend or change the moped ordinances or do anything until 2022. It's coming. It's coming. I don't it was know if it's like 22 a 20 or 23. Deal, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yep. And then they can look at the licensing and all that again and yep. rejigger things if they have to. But anyways, um, I'm not a big fan of banning anything. And look, right. I'm like, like, for example, like the Second Amendment, I've never shot and I've never held anything more than a BB gun in my hands. I'm not a gun oh, guy. Hold on a second. I don't, here. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm not a fan of just banning things if you don't like them. Now, true. You know, uh, and again, like the statistics, I don't know. I mean, I know Respect BI is a group that formed. Yep. And they and were one of their main focuses is moped reform. In a in a conversational way, in a conversational like trying to open way. up good conversation about. I I, how can I don't we... know the numbers. I mean, there was one fatality on a moped, right? <sighs> is that enough to like because someone died last year? Is that enough to ban mopeds? I think their best bet, if they really wanted to try, would be to because um, obviously, like I, I'm assuming, like liquor licenses, the license is capped, right? And I think this is where a lot of the animosity formed because the direction, the only direction the council could see to go in was to get stricter about enforcing the existing laws with mopeds mm -hmm. and you know the police whether it be limited resources just didn't want to whatever their reason is it was a hard thing for them to do so they yeah. didn't want to do it so well chief talked about sheer numbers yeah, again like yeah. he's got 13 officers to cover an entire shift i mean i think the thing to do would just spend the millions of dollars and try to buy them that's out. what i'm saying like yeah. we can raise money we've conserved 50 percent of the island right yeah. and people donate acres of land worth hundreds of thousands of dollars why not let's get together and, and start the fund start saving your pennies and get ready to try and buy them out if you can make an offer people complain about certain things like there's been a lot of talk and we're going to talk about one more thing the town council proposed um about like congestion yeah you know and it's like you know what congestion it, it, it is it's a pain in the ass to drive through town on a saturday at four o'clock so guess what don't do it right you know tell newport about your congestion yeah or, uh, you tell know, cape the, cod about your yeah, congestion give a little give a little yell down to westerly say hey we got a really big congestion yeah. they're gonna laugh at you Right. You know, oh, really? People are sitting in miles and miles of traffic to get to a beach that's parking lots full. Like the one time I was off island during the summer. Yeah. And I had to make it from my house down to the Westerly Airport. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, whatever. I'll leave, you know, half hour. It's 15, it's 20 minutes away. Yep. And I got to route, the connector from route two to route one. And it was like backed up halfway. And I was there for an hour. I missed two flights. Yeah. You know? And that's congestion. That's congestion. You know, you know, it's like, so the moped problem, you know, is it annoying? 
you know, there's a, you know, somebody shared with me, I'm not going to sound like I'm a genius, but um, my good friend shared with me that roads that are more congestion, congested actually produce less fatalities and injuries. Because everyone's more on point. You got to be more, more careful. You got to go maybe. slower and yeah. you got to, you know, and I mean, you know, there's nothing worse than a person driving in a, in a 25 mile an hour zone and a moped's doing 24 and they're just acting like the person's doing 10. Like, yeah. what are they doing holding me up? I'm sorry you want to drive 45 into 25. You know right. I mean? And you can't. Yeah. But I mean, you know, so I'm not saying I'm in favor of the mopeds. I wish there was an easy solution. It would be better to be without them. There are a lot of injuries. A lot of people get hurt. There's a lot of discretionary decision on behalf of the moped renter. You know, that they, they watch that person do that course, and then they decide, are they suitable to, you know, yeah, I, I used to be that guy to make that decision. Yeah. I remember being well, doing that. that says a lot right there. Dude, I was so baked when I was renting those <laughs> mopeds. I was like, yeah. I mean. But that, that was back then. That was back then. That was but back truth, then. But truth be told, it almost looks sometimes like, hey, if they make it back, they get the moped. You know? Yeah. You know, you don't have to admit to anything. <laughs> you don't have to admit to taking responsibility for killing people. But, uh, well, who knows? I mean, you know, the bottom line is people get killed. The laws are in place and people get killed drinking and driving and we don't try to shut down every liquor store and bar. Yeah. You know, it's an industry just like rent a mopeds is. So, it is. That's, I mean, that's you know, what I'm saying. It's going to so be mopeds. They're still here. They're not going anywhere this summer. People just, you know, do whatever you got to do. I don't know. So the other, the other, uh, brainstorm that came up was again, there's this congestion problem and the town council put forth the, concept they contacted ripta to get a proposal to put a, a trolley on the island oh yes yeah like i just don't see now let me be i'm going to be transparent i own a taxi okay my first answer to all the other taxi drivers let them do it you know like if it's what's best for the island i'm fine you know because the other taxi drivers were not in favor of it, so, by and large, so scared. Right? I think. I think very nervous. Okay. And so, what was you this know, proposed trolley? It was going to be. It was, it was going to be the state. A, it was going to be run by Ripta, right? Which and is the was, state, yeah, tr- public transportation authority. And it was, yeah, Rhode Island public Busing, tra- yeah. yeah. And um, they were going to put a couple of these trolleys, buses, decorative, right. decorative buses, yeah. on the island and run. You know, they hadn't even gotten as far as the exact route, but there was talk of it going from, say, Champlin's area to the Mohegan Bluffs and yep. stopping in town. But again, I don't think that's solving a congestion problem. I don't think, if anything, it's going to hint, it's going to add to congestion on certain parts of the road. You know, could you imagine mopeds trying to pass a trolley, trying to pass a car, trying to, et cetera? Et cetera. No, I mean they would have had to have, yeah. dialed in all the details. You know, but anyway, so the, so the 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 majority of the taxi, oh yeah, they owners got very much up in arms, right? Because very it would defensive affect their business. yeah. Sure. And there's a the, the, the taxi owners. There's 34 taxi licenses on the island. I believe 34. And they vary greatly. You know, there are people that do rely on that to make their living. They're, re- they're Either they're retired and that's how they bring in their retirement money or they're, you know, that's just what they're capable of doing. Yeah. And they do it well and they make money at it. So I get those. And then, but then there's the people that have other incomes, uh, you know, perhaps, for example, a teacher at the school might also have a taxi for driving in the summer, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So, you know, I, I see the different levels of concern, but, you know, having been in business for myself for so many years, you know, you restaurants next door come and go right and you you know so competition is healthy and i was just of the mindset of okay if it takes a little slice of business away from the taxi so be it but it's gonna grow again it's always there nothing on block well it's almost like it's almost like a restaurant owner getting mad at a soup kitchen yeah yeah, exactly you know like we're mad you're giving away free soup to people who, who need it who is gonna get off the boat with a wife and three kids and luggage and wait for a trolley that's gonna bring them kind of near where they're gonna yeah. stay, you know they they'll pay the extra few bucks right. for a taxi to bring them to the door of the hotel. Yeah. You know what I mean. I mean but the upshot of all this is that what so what ends up happening is I believe the taxi owners uh, kind of said to the town said, "Well, look, give us a chance to we'll let us solve this ourselves and we'll yeah. do our own shuttle." And is yeah. that what happened? I was right now. Do you know? I, I, I haven't been following because I'm okay. so anti that idea. Oh, okay. I'm the I'm of the mindset of competition's fine and let the town do whatever they want and let's just run business. Yeah. Hey, 
let's be better at our game. Let's be better taxi owners, better taxi drivers, provide yeah. a nicer service and more polite and courteous. You yeah. Know, if that's what it comes down to. Do the little mints in the, yeah, in the back. Yeah, do that thing. Give them some mints. Yeah. Schmooze. You schmooze them. Schmooze. You show them. Be how like, much, look, there's a freaking lighthouse. Look, another yeah. freaking lighthouse. How much was the uh, How much was the ride? Oh, so the fare is $12 tax and $1 schmooze fee. You know? Schmooze fee. Yeah. But I mean, you know, so I didn't want to get into, I don't want to be partners with 34 other, 33 other taxi owners yeah. on a shuttle or something. And, and who's, Gee, why? who's owning it? Who's what, what could go it? wrong? Yeah. What could possibly, how it's, could that get complicated? It's, you know, I've been in partnerships my whole life. Yeah. I'm in one with you doing this podcast, yes. which is great. But and we're it, in my it, house. Does this mean we're in a domestic partnership? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Don't touch the me. moment. Yeah. Don't, don't look at me. Why are you looking at me like that? Yeah. I don't like the tone of voice in your eyes. <laughs> So, the dishwasher is here. Ultimately, Ripta was declined, and they're going this route. I see it as the taxi owners are taking on a problem that doesn't really need solving at yeah, the moment, maybe. and yeah. they, they should have just let them do just it and it fail. Yeah. And you know, that's my opinion. Yeah, you know, on the on the whole. Well, show you know what they thing. say about opinions, Rich. Yeah, ooh, mine's ooh, the only ooh. one that matters. <laughs> so fuck off. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I view that. Yeah. That's how that goes. Uh, what else we got? So what else has happened? Oh, oh, oh. The Champlins. The Champlins. The Champlins. Marina the Champlins thing. Marina yes. got sold. It did. Yes. Joe Grillo sold Champlins. Yes. Um, For $12.5 million. Dollars. Was it that much? I don't even know how much it's sold Something like for. that. Yeah, it was a good amount. But worth it. It's a huge resort. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd, I would have bought it if I had $12 million. Yeah, I would wager it went for more than that. Who bought it? I don't know. I think it's a big company. Some now. corporation. Yeah, I think it's, we talked on our last podcast, yep. you know, last season about, you know. The, the corporations. The corp coming, coming in, in, taking over the Surf Hotel. Yep. The old family run in an hotel, now big corporate right. comes in. So I have a feeling it's along those lines. Right. And, and then there was, you know, for for the listeners who are not uh, keen on this, uh how long ago? Twenty something years? Twenty years ago? I don't know. Joe Grillo, uh, Champlin's petition to expand their docks into the Great Salt Pond. Right. It was. It turned into a battle that lasted. Well, again, ten, sixteen years, sixteen something years, like something yeah. crazy. Right. A lot um, of legal fees for the lo- town. A lot of legal fees for the town. Um, a lot of uh, just you know back and forth about what what's going to happen. Anyway, ultimately the decision was finally uh, made in favor of the town against Champlin's being able to expand their docks. Uh, the matter seemed to be at rest. Um, right. Champlin's was sold, and immediately the corporation that bought Champlin's pro- sent a proposal in to expand the docks again. Yeah. And then what happened? I like, think it was kind of Here's like where it gets a, a little hazy. Yeah, so... All of a sudden, it passed, right? And they got approval to expand the marina, right? And um, everybody was kind Everyone's of like, in shock, like, what? "How did this just happen?" Yeah, like, you know, and you know, to coin the phrase, "backroom deal," blah blah blah. Yeah. Who knows? I, I don't know if there was any corruption or you know, there. Everybody's claiming that oh, it was just an attempt to settle something, so it didn't go on and on in litigation. The cover story I heard immediately was yeah. that there was a th- there was a meeting. And Block Island was invited. The town was invited to be part of that conversation. And Block Island, I think, and again, I'm don't quote me, said some of the effect of like, well, we already, we have nothing more to say. That matter's been settled. We don't need to attend that meeting. Um, so they didn't go. And then they, so the, the, champ, the new Champlain's owners met with whoever it was and they passed it. And saying that, well, Block Island is, uh, chose not to show up to that meeting, so they, you know, didn't voice their uh, right grievance against it again. Which it was like, well, why do we have it? No, you know how we feel. No, we don't want it. Right. But anyway, so There's there was so ba- many people. I mean, Great Salt Pond's an amazing, you know, yeah, and it's already, you know, maxed out. It's like, maxed, and we don't need had multiple yeah. guests on already who have done who have committed a chunk of their lives yeah. to like cleaning, keeping that, it clean, keeping it clean. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, long story short, this thing, uh, you know, the, the, the flags go up again. Everyone's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second. Right. And, uh, long story short, it goes to the Supreme court. It rules, which ruled uh, last week or two weeks ago 
that no, it was in fact a back quote unquote yeah. backroom deal. Like right. basically that shouldn't have gone down. Yeah, that didn't happen the way it should and have. And it, they put it to bed. I think that's it. Yeah, I don't think there's over. anywhere to appeal. No. You know, I don't think the federal uh federal Supreme Court is gonna hear um a case about a harbor on a you little think? island. Yeah, no, I yeah. don't think so. And so now Champlin's is like now now Champlin's is gonna go ahead and operate and, yeah. and open they have some plans uh for for revamping the property apparently and things like that. Which I'm in favor of. I think that's a good thing. Hey, it's great. It's a you beautiful know? spot you down there. Do you think? Yeah. I mean, you know, um I I just, you know, I think I don't know. I don't want to say somebody did a bad job, but I think there's more potential there to really be a true. You, you go anywhere and stay at a full resort like that. You know, it's it's it it needs a little. You know. Yeah, I mean, so was, I think it's going to get it, and I think it's going to be a nice resort. I think it's going to be really nice as yeah. well. Um, but but just a note: if you're if you own a corporation and you want to buy something on Block Island, here's a little advice: come in. And don't try and like screw with things, all right? So you can make a bunch of money. <laughs> oh man! man I, everyone's thinking it's it, tough. right? I guess so. Yeah, it's true. There's a way to fit. That's the bottom line. If I end up in a ditch, dead, uh, yeah. sometime in June, you know. Okay. You know where to look. You know where to look for. Well, it. I'll know what it'll be. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rich, and I'm one guy on Block Island. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> These guys watch. This guy's like he's one of the Koch brothers. It's actually a shell company, and I'm like, yeah, they're like. Uh, Oh, yeah. I, I just said fuck you to like the, like the, the Rothschilds, yeah, the cartel, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I I think that that you know a politer way to uh, yeah, go say ahead, that. Be polite. I'll be a little polite, and that is, hey, grab it and fit in. You know what I mean? We all yeah. know the direction it's going, and don't be a greedy. Uh, don't exploit it. That's my concept. It's there. It's going to be full. It's going to be busy. You're going to make plenty of money. You don't need to exploit it to the next level. No. You know, because what you're going to do is come in and exploit something. For example, the marine expansion, make more money, but you're making Great Salt Pond a little less great. Yeah. And, you know, why change the thing that's making this so valuable to you? You know what I mean? Let's try to, you know, I don't want to stall progress. You know, I remember in the very beginning I said, bathrooms at Mansion Beach. What? But, you know. I know. It's a slippery slope. Progress can happen. But, yeah, don't come in and be, hey, it all goes back to don't be a dick. I know. That's the bottom line. That's pretty much it. Mm. Yeah. So what do you say we switch gears? And we've hashed out enough of what's been going on. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about us and what we have planned. Yeah. So, look, moving forward, folks, uh, in season two, Rich and I, the two guys on Block Island, we're going to be doing some new stuff. We're going to be so, throwing some curveballs at you, some tricks. Uh, one of the new things that's happening is we have sponsors now. Yes. Some people have come forward and, uh, you know, made it possible for us to keep doing this podcast. Yes. And I, you know what? Why don't, why don't we hear from them? All right. Let's do that right now. Whether you're experienced or a beginner, fishing on Block Island is one of the greatest experiences you can have. Our friends at BI Fishworks are there to make sure it's great. Block Island Fishworks offers charter trips for whatever you're after. Striped bass, bluefish, fluke, sea bass, bonita, you name it and they know how to catch it. If you're into light tackle fishing and fly fishing, Captain Chris does morning charters for up to three people. If your group's a little larger, climb aboard the Harley with Captain Hank and the Harley does half and full day trips for up to six people. If boats are not your thing, then there are plenty of great spots to fish from shore. Block Island Fishworks has everything you need. They have a great selection of equipment, tackle, and plenty of tips and pointers on when and where to go and what the fish are biting. The shop, located at 40 Ocean Avenue, is open daily in season. While you're there, check out the great shirts, hats, hoodies, and a bunch of other great stuff. To book a charter, get info on the shop, check out their merch, and all things fishing, visit their website at bifishworks.com. You know, Mark, I love fishing with those guys. You ever been out with them? Oh, my God. A number of times, actually. And you know what? Every single time. We've caught fish. It's worth the trip just to spend a half a day with Hank. Hank is a force of nature, as we know. Yeah, he's great. And you know what? A lot of times your fishing trip can include a buzz by or even a quick tour of the of the wind farm, which is pretty awesome. And you know what? The the, the greatest thing about Fishworks is that they have everything you need. Every everything. 
Winfields offers a sophisticated and flavorful menu influenced by French, Italian, New American, and Asian cuisines, all brought to you by the masterful hand of executive chef Burke Marier. All of Burke's creations and menu items can be summed up with two words, simply elegant. Winfields' menu is meticulously constructed and features farm-raised beef and poultry alongside fresh local vegetables, all perfectly prepared with tasteful creativity. Small plates and salads are part of Winfields' fusion menu featuring seafood, beef, lamb, and vegetarian items. Pair all of it with affordable buy the glass offerings from Winfield's curated wine list and enjoy top-notch service courtesy of Winfield's knowledgeable and friendly waitstaff. The dining room at Winfield's is intimate yet comfortably elegant, which means it's perfect for a casual night out or a special family event. Date night with your sweetheart? Winfield's Lounge is the perfect place to enjoy a drink, appetizers, or a full meal in a mellow and friendly environment. Reservations are recommended. Visit winfieldsbi.com to reserve a table online or call 401-466-5856 after 5 p.m. Winfield's is located adjacent to the Yellow Kittens on Cornneck Road. Do you know what I love at Winfield's is the pimento cheese tenderloin. It's going to be hard to sway me. I'm a lobster mac and cheese man. Ooh, that's good too. What's for dinner? The eternal question that drives me crazy. If you're asking yourself the same question, it's time to visit Dish Off the Block. Our friend Pam Gelsimini at Dish Off the Block is always coming out with new recipes and new ideas. Check out the new line of Dish Off the Block spices. There's Superbly Herbly, Chow Bella Italian Spice Blend, and Raging Cajun. Dish Off the Block has recipes using the delicious blends to make dishes like Superbly Herbly Striped Bass, Apricot Ginger Sticky Ribs over Shiitake and Leek Fried Rice, or Mussels in Chorizo Parmesan Cream Sauce. Now, this is exciting. Dish Off the Block just came out with their first cookbook. What can I make with this frickin' chicken? It has 50 tried and true chicken recipes sure to shake up your routine. This collection of chicken recipes uses ingredients commonly found in any kitchen. Your creations will make your family think their meal came from a five-star restaurant. It's chock full of easy, approachable recipes that you will love. To check out the recipes, read the blog, shop the spice rack, or pick up your own copy of What Can I Make With This Frickin' Chicken, check out dishofftheblock.com. Rich, I love Pam's recipes. I've tried a few of them, and uh, they're great. I'm not a great cook. I mean, I'm okay. They're pretty easy to make, and they taste amazing. And she comes out, you know, a couple times a month. She puts one in the BI Times. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Great stuff. And she is, like, a super cool lady. Do hems have you down? Are you missing a button? Find the perfect fit with the traveling seamstress, Elizabeth Doherty. The Traveling Seamstress can repair zippers and buttons or patch and mend most fabrics, including denim, which means good news for your favorite jeans. Getting married on Block Island? The Traveling Seamstress can say yes to helping with your dress. She can even steam and press your tux. Slip covers, curtains, draperies, and custom dye work are just a few of Liz's specialties. She can even make cushions for your home or boat. The Traveling Seamstress is located at 442 Dodge Street by the Four Corners with regular hours May through November and limited wintertime hours. No project is too big, too small, or too weird. So visit Liz, the Traveling Seamstress, and follow her on Instagram at Traveling Seamstress. Phone number 717-919-5057. You know, I'm thinking of having some drapes made for the house. and I've never even had to go to a seamstress before. Well, let me tell you something. I actually have a true story for you. I had this sweater, right? And it was like not an expensive sweater. It was just a cheap mall sweater, but it was my favorite sweater. And I got a hole in the sleeve. And Liz patched it up. It's as good as new. It's like, it was, in fact, it's better than it was. All right. So there it is, folks. We have sponsors. Isn't that sponsors. exciting? New news. Our first sponsors. Yeah. And don't get any ideas that we're trying to get rich or anything like that. It just, it does take time and money and effort to put together the podcast. So, uh, you know, we've uh, we've got some sponsors now coming in to, to help us out with that. And we do. Uh, and with with all of the the millions of dollars, mm, we're we'll going to expand our marina with the dozens of dollars. <laughs> we're going we're to buy the Great Salt Pond. Yeah. And we're going to put an aircraft carrier in it and turn to a strip club. But, uh, you know, all kidding aside, we've sold a bunch of spots and we're happy about that. Yeah. Um, gosh, what else is going to be new? I know what's going to be new. That's this one thing I'm really excited about. I think I know what you're going to say. Okay. Well, I think when we started this podcast way back at the beginning, yes, we thought, you know, okay, it's going to be an hour long and we're going to do some current events and then we're going to do like the fishing report and then we're going to do some other fun stuff and then we'll interview somebody. But... We found out that the interviews and the conversations were so great that they ate up the whole hour. So we didn't have any time to do all the little things that we, fun things that we wanted, the current events, the the stuff. So 
We are going to put our best effort forward, starting Memorial Day weekend, to drop what we're going to call our mini pod on Sundays. Um, the mini pod is going to be a shorter, uh, smaller podcast, but it's going to be more about you know local buzz, what's happening on the island, not not who's sleeping with who, but more like hey, the well maybe schedule. that well if sure it fits depends. in with one of us maybe right possibly um, you know talk about changes happening with the season because we all know block island evolves and hours change of operation different places right. um you know we want to get the fish reporting with hank yeah right yep uh, and, so like know. basically whatever's happening that week we're going to try and keep it current yeah. to that week we'll yeah. recap some of the news right from the local shiz and other biz yeah. you know because it it does seem like that's a gap in our podcast that a lot of listeners who are tuned in and love block island they want to hear a little bit more about so so that's what we're going to you know, try and do it now. You know, hey, if that's not your cup of tea and you just like the interviews, great. That's fine. Uh, hopefully you'll give it a try and you might, you know, like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Give it so, a shot. But I'd love to read some of the great emails because, you know, people take time to write them. They and do. I'd love to read a couple of nice ones each week if we get them. And, you know, so that's sort of stuff, you know. Uh, that would be in the mini pod. That's in the mini pod. Yeah. You know, that way we can talk about, you know, the, the local biz and other shiz real quick. I know, like that. What's that, going that on. Maybe that's what we call it. Local maybe. biz, local biz and other shiz. Hey. You know, so yeah. look for the mini pod again. We're shooting to have that happen between Memorial Day and Labor Day, at least for yeah. this season. Yeah. All right, man. Well, listen, episode one, in, season two yeah. in the books. That's it. That's a big one. Right. All right. I'm glad to be back in. Man. I'm glad to be back. Good to see you again, Good man. To see you. And thank you listeners for yes. tuning back in. Appreciate it much. All right. See you next week. See you next week. Well, I think that went remarkably, remarkably, I think that went, okay.